Good morning and welcome to our worship service on the 30th of October, 2022. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship. We are um, having some technical difficulties this morning. Our computer system is not working, so the screens will not be showing uh, the responses. So you'll be praying the invocation yourself, and you'll be encouraging him as he prays with your prayerful thoughts. We will be um, listening to the scripture being read or turning to the hymnal or the Bible in the pews. Do you remember how they're still there? And, and the, the red book is the hymnal. Remember the hymnal? Well, uh, that's there. And so this is going to come in handy today because you'll be able to uh, find the hymn and sing along. So we'll make do just like... Uh, old school days. I am so glad that you are here to worship. We are looking to regather ourselves as the pandemic uh, wanes a little bit, finding our way back into one another's uh, presence and then being invitational to others to see if this might be a place where they find the, the Spirit of God alive and uh, well. So we're glad that you are here. This Wednesday, uh, Caneo Connect happens at Newberry Park, so we move over to that campus. Uh, the handbell choir for children through uh, Caneo Connect is being advertised, so you want to spread the word and see if children want to participate in that. This Saturday is the Saturday Night Suppers, if I'm not mistaken, and so you want to get in touch with the Stones to register to be there. And next Sunday, we will be having a memorial segment in our worship service for all saints. And so if, if you want uh, me to lift up someone in particular, be sure to uh, get a message into the church office before Sunday. And remember that today is the retreat, and so um, the planning retreat. So if you've signed up for that, we're looking forward to having you go across to Alton Hall immediately after worship and to engage in that. Today is the last Sunday of our series of stewardship sermons in which we've been talking about celebrating church, reminding ourselves of the power and the value of church for ourselves and for others. We've been talking about building the body of the church, using the word resilient, talking about how important it has been for us to find resiliency ourselves as individuals so that we could re-engage uh, family, work, society, community, uh, as the pandemic uh, weans and we discover things that are important for us to be a part of again as we are in community with one another. Personal resiliency has been important for that to be a healthy thing for us. We need that resilience in our family life. We need that resilience in our church and community life. So we've been talking about resiliency and reestablishing or, or reasserting or strengthening our gifts, our presence, our prayer life, our service life, and our witness life through the church. You have received the stewardship packets by now. I'm sure you have. If not, uh, let us know in the office. But we're looking for your uh, commitments to come into the church office or here through uh, our offering today during this month of October, but of course we are happy to have them whenever you can uh, be at peace and make your decision to get them in. But the sooner the better for the people that plan 
our financial life as a community of faith. All right, let us center ourselves and worship our living Lord. through the call of worship, I'll be the all. I'll speak on behalf of all of you to uh, not leave him hanging up here. All right, Andrew. From varied places and circumstances, we gather to worship God. Brothers and sisters in the spirit, united in love for God and neighbor. Uplift your heart and open your mind in God's inspiration today. May God touch, heal, and encourage us in our faith that we might bear a powerful witness to God's presence and purposes. The hymn is 547, and we're singing verses 1, 3, and 4. Those of you uh, online, hum along with us and join the fun. upon us in this time of worship, nurturing and edifying, leading and equipping, 
helping us to focus on you throughout our day, that we may be love-led and spirit-shaped in what we do with our lives and the priorities we set. Amen. Children, we have a couple children this morning that are here. You want to come down for a second? I'm Pastor Christy. I dare you. I dare you. Come down. Come down and be with me. Do I look like Pastor Christy? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. She was going to be with us on a video this morning again because this is her video Sunday. But look up at the video. Do you see her? No. Sometimes at home, the things work like they're supposed to work. And sometimes at home, things don't work like they're supposed to work. That happens to the Dilges a lot. I cannot tell you how often. It's my wife. It's not me. It's my wife who starts saying words that should not be repeated in, in a tone of voice with a energy that probably is spooky because the television so often does not do what she wants it to do. That little thing just turns around and turns around. The good news is that somehow, somehow it gets fixed and that life goes on even if mechanical things don't work for us because we can join hands and be with one another and just kind of be family and help one another. So, be not afraid of technology not working. <laughs> we'll go on. I'm being silly, aren't I? Yeah, but I'm being really truthful also and that's the kind of way our life is right now that we have to just know that life goes on so maybe some other kids already over there waiting for you um, maybe not but I hope so so that you can have some fun this morning in Sunday school but let's have a quick prayer before we go okay holy God we thank you for all these inventions and the fact that they work most of the time Help us to be helpful to one another when they don't. Amen. 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 Okay. Have fun in Sunday school. See you later. Thank you for having the courage to come up here with me.
Thank you, choir. And you all know I'm just kidding about my wife, right? Yeah, all right. Bless you all. Let's, let's uh, just center our spirits down with a couple breaths and uh, go to God in prayer. Holy God, we gather together together, brothers and sisters in the faith, coming from all sorts of different circumstances of life, being gathered here in your spirit for prayer, for nurture, for empowerment. We pray that your spirit makes itself known to us and that we indeed would be nurtured and strengthened through this time of worship. May what we do honor you and may it help us. We know that you hear the stirrings of our spirits, even when we can't put those stirrings into words, that you know the, the yearnings of our minds and the hopes of our hearts. We bless you and we thank you. We praise you and glorify you. Help us to be your faithful children. Help us to manage the challenges that are before us in faith and in love, that we would be bearers of your grace to those around us. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think this morning of the Nadoff family and the Drake family, Jeter and DeLong family as they manage various cancers and loved ones, and we pray that your spirit would help to nurture and strengthen them in this circumstance. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Oz Thibault's mother, Margaret, as she moves through hospice. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Sarah Pierce and Dave Crawford as they seek uh, medical treatments for their tumors. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Dick Dietrich this morning, a prior associate pastor here in uh, the late 90s, uh, who is having a cancerous kidney removed this Thursday. We pray for a safe surgery and for good recovery. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Ken Daugherty, who just this morning was helping here in the church and injured his hand and, and went to the hospital. We pray that uh, he's getting good attention and that uh, things will be well for him. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For all those who are suffering from COVID, who are finding themselves uh, traumatized by shootings in our country or stampedes, environmental disasters. We pray for the human family. We pray for us all that we might be better brothers and sisters to one another and treat one another with respect and care. Help us, Lord. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And we would pray for the planning retreat that happens today, for those good souls that gather together to think about the future of the church and how best to live out in your spirit, uh, your mission in our community. Uh, guide us in our deliberations. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray all this in the name of your son who taught us to pray saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.
Our scripture readings today are John 21, verses 15 through 17, and Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. First, we hear from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Our next reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So we've been celebrating church this month, talking about building the body, asserting it's good for all of us and for all who would want to pay attention to it. And and seeking individual family and, and uh, congregational resilience. We've been, we've, been thinking about, we've been thinking about how we actually gain an extra value in our lives through the church and through our faith. Today we are going to step back just a, a, a bit and, and look at the, the larger picture which is involved, our our faith expression and our, our church membership is, is actually part of a 2,000-year of a movement, which I, I want to remind us of. Through us today, God is, is looking to keep that movement going. Our two scripture passages give us our, our footing for us to, to think about this today. John's passage, love Jesus and then love others. It's a post-resurrection appearance to Mary and others. Mary at the empty tomb, the upper room in Jerusalem two times, and then at the Sea of Galilee Jesus appears to his followers. At the Sea of Galilee, he's, he's having what I call breakfast with the boys. He's, he's 
seeing them out there on the sea and he's encouraging them to cast the net to the other side and they, and they catch a whole bunch of fish. And, and after the meal, uh, Jesus has a private moment with Peter. And as Andrew read for you, do you love me, Jesus says, and Peter responds. It's, it's a rehabilitation, we think, of Peter, uh, his, his redemption after his time of denial. But it's also underscoring something that's important for us. The big message to Peter is loving me is tending, is feeding my sheep. And it's a primary question that Jesus has for all of us after, after all the head stuff of faith is considered and we go through all the rabbit holes and consider all the complexities of how our theology might get us to understand God and ourselves, our human nature, the cosmos, our community. As we go through all of this, we recognize that we need to move from the head to the heart. And it's a matter of the heart. Love God, love neighbor. The movement of the heart up, the movement of the heart out. We care for others. We love others. We tend and feed others because we love Jesus. Now, the Matthew passage, growing in love for others, is thought to translate into making disciples. Again, it's a post-resurrection appearance. Jesus in Matthew's gospel has appeared to the women at the tomb and then on the hilltop in Galilee for an ascension. Jesus gives disciples the, the final, what's called the final commission. Make disciples of all nations, Jesus says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, baptizing them in the Trinity, and teaching these new disciples what Jesus has taught them. Then these words of assurance are extended. Know that I'll be with you all the time. So don't, don't be fearful about this commission. I'm walking with you, walking forward with you. Indeed, I'll be with you to the end of the ages. This is a, an additional post-resurrection request or command, you might say, of Jesus. Once we have tended to the needs of others as an act of love, assist them in becoming disciples, followers of Jesus, through baptism, through instruction. Love God, love neighbor, feed, tend neighbor, help neighbor along to love God and neighbor so that neighbor may feed and tend neighbor. A circle of letting love lead in human life.
Now, people, I'm crackly, aren't I? I'm sorry for why that is. It just seems like today is going to be uh, a, a day of technological uh, challenges. <laughs> what I want to say to you is that today we are here because some people before us loved Jesus, and as a consequence, loved us. Can you picture them? Are they popping in your mind right now who these people are? They took the time to bring us into faith so that we too would, would love Jesus and love others. It's an eternal circle of life and of faith that has left an imprint on us, each one of us, on our souls, and it's given direction to our faith as we move forward in our lives. We are here because of those who came before us over the 2,000 years who laid the foundations of the faith through the centuries in the church and in the community. We are here because of them, and we'll celebrate them a little bit more next Sunday on All Saints Sunday. But we're here also particularly because of the people in our lives who have gone before. The people in this church over the 50 years that have given it its existence, the people in our lives in the different places of where we lived, where we encountered people of faith, who at some moments served us poorly by what they taught us of God and neighbor and at other times served us beautifully with what they taught us about God and neighbor so that we have, on the whole, made it forward to this point as disciples of Christ. Blessed be their names. Please, think long and hard on this inside. I'm going to take my jacket off so it doesn't ruffle the wire. Maybe that will help a bit. I'm going to get serious. <laughs> Roll up my sleeves. I want you to think long and hard about this because it is important that we recognize who has laid a foundation for us, who has created the floor, who has nurtured us to aspire and to grow in our faith. We're not here by accident. And we are to be intentional and not accidental about communicating our faith to others so that others might grow. It's a sacred trust of faith passed down through the centuries and it is now in our hands. And it's not a bad thing. It's not an onerous burden. It's a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing. It's my beard. It's a blessing and it's a privilege. 
Yet, you know, it takes an acknowledgement of our responsibility, and it takes a dedication to it to act upon our privilege and our responsibility. Jesus and his church count on us. Let us not let him down. I invite you to think seriously and hard on this challenge. We inherit a legacy of faith that we pass onward for the future, and that is what witnessing is about, this fifth component of our discipleship. Parents set the priority for faith and church and establish the model. Faith is a basic element of life. Church, a primary involvement of family. A consistent and a regular practice is needed to lay that foundation for the family. It doesn't happen by accident. It happens by some intentional decision-making of, of parents, that that is the terrain of family life, that this is what we do. Parents showed the kids that faithfulness means this and it looks like this. They illustrate faithfulness and discipleship through their lives and model it for their children. Sunday school teachers provide information and they reiterate the model of what discipleship and faithfulness is. Teachers and youth directors explore belief and convey the substance of the faith again and again and again over the years as the children grow, as they start to be able to think more deeply about things. Their teachers help them grapple with those things in a responsible way. Children become biblically literate and start to think theologically about their own lives. The volunteer's commitment teaches the value of the information, the emotion being conveyed, the spiritual reality being asserted. And extended church family members express the caring and, and underscore the model of what this all is. Other folks' support and encouragement makes church values real. Well, it's not just my silly family or my crazy family. It's all of these folk around me. Maybe I ought to listen. Or when I am struggling, the youth goes and, and feels like they can't quite have that conversation with the parent. Maybe that youth can have that conversation with the friend at church. The extended church family demonstrates the purpose and the meaning of the faith, the importance of the faith in life. You're all now doing that for the younger folk that are walking around. Perhaps we're doing it for the older folk that are walking around who are, who are facing new challenges as, as aging occurs and needing bolstering and needing encouragement to... Stay solid in the faith.
We don't know, do we? But we're doing it. And as we share our stories, others start to see how their story fits into the mix of Jesus and God's story. It has meant the world to me that my parents built our foundation in family life with the church, that the church was just a, a pillar of how life was for Dilges. Um, that laid a foundation for me that has uh, lasted through many challenges of life. It's meant the world to me that I had dedicated Sunday school teachers who took time from their busy lives, their busy lives as teachers, as superintendent of schools, as basketball coach, as marketing executive in the city of Chicago, all these different lives these volunteers had, but on Sunday morning, where were they? They're in church teaching a bunch of immature, rambunctious kids about Jesus and God and what love looks like. God bless them. It's meant the world to me that there were people in the church, people who I didn't really know very well, but who took it upon themselves to open up the community center and to chaperone that community center so that uh, the rambunctious kids could have a dance and could have a social life on the weekends. That they went to the sporting events and the plays and all the things that the kids did. They went not because we were their kids, but we were their kids because we were part of the extended family meant the world to me. I thought the world was like that. And in a lot of ways, I've been, uh, what's the word, disabused of that thought. But also, it's been underscored that the world is like that when there's a bunch of people like you who take this faith and love stuff seriously. You will mean the world to someone else when you do this, when you are this way. And you might not even know who that is, but run the course with perseverance, the race to the end. You will mean this to many because the future is birthed in what is happening now. Tomorrow is shaped by what goes on today. So I want to recognize the added value to our lives that come from an active faith life connected to God and community of faith through the church. We say thanks to God and we step forward to build community with one another here at the church, we claim it for ourselves and we offer it to others. That is what witnessing 
is living your faith out into the community for others. We intend to continue to build the body of Christ here at this church as we go into our second 50 years. The pandemic has, has thrown us a bit um, right at the point of celebrating our 50th anniversary. I'm glad we got uh, half a year's worth of celebrating in. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll recapture the other half that we didn't quite do and, and have it be something we do next year. We intend to continue on to be the body of Christ in our own particular unique way for Westlake Village and our community. We intend to be the body of Christ at this corner, living, love, letting it lead in such a way that we not only create exciting experiences for people who are with us now, but we also establish a solid foundation for people who will come after. We will claim our faith for today and for tomorrow. We can do this all together with the power of the Spirit in our lives. Amen. invited to share your financial resources to help support the ministries of Christ that happen through our congregation. Uh, normally there would be something on the screen right now. Uh, as they say in my industry, maybe we can add that in post. Uh, if you're worshiping in person, you are invited to take advantage of the ushers who will be passing offering plates down the pews. Your generosity is needed to keep us going, to keep us doing the good we do, so give generously and be part of what happens in people's lives through the congregation of UMCWV.
Let us pray. Holy God, we ask that you bless these gifts, that those who give them, that our ministries in your Son's spirit might thrive, helping your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. All right, we are singing our closing hymn. It's number 590, Christ Loves the Church. We're singing verse 1 and 4 of number 590. so that others might know the wonders of God and the joy and vitality of life in which love leads. These flowers this morning are in memory of Sonny Benjamin. We celebrated her life yesterday and in the moments of sharing of family and friends, we could see the power of a life led by love that influences others with caring and concern. Be like that. Be your version of that. Wow us by the power of God in your life. Stay safe, be healthy, know that you are loved. Go in God's spirit seeking peace and justice, letting love lead in your life. Be blessed by that spirit and let that spirit be a blessing through you to those with whom you come in contact. Amen. Amen.